0: Welcome back to another case study episode. In today's episode, we are looking at the case of Fiona. Fiona came to us just over 6 months ago hoping to improve her cycling but overall fitness and she has improved a whopping 54 watts over this 6 months. 54 watts is a monster jump and this isn't a beginner athlete either. This is someone that came to us with a lot of experience. She was what we would call an endurance monster and when she came to you, dad, her only question was, will you let me train as much as I want? And of course, your answer was, well, no, but we'll explain what that no means in this case study. But this was a another example of a highly motivated athlete. So, in the episode, we're going to go through where she was fitness-wise what she was doing wrong, potentially. Uh, where is she now? What, what does her improvement mean? And what do we change? So, Dad, take us through. Where was she and what was that conversation like?
1: Yeah, it's a good starting point. She wasn't doing a lot wrong. She was extremely fit. She had great endurance and she was after a coach who would help her improve um, her level. The thing was she wanted a coach who wasn't going to change anything about her training. And so... We had a great conversation at the start, and we almost had to um, agree to disagree that uh, I would let her do some of her endurance training as long as she could uh, match the high intensity sessions that I was about to give her, and and that was an interesting um, scenario because t- you know it's important that I don't have a dictatorship as a coach. I have a transparent, um, coordinated team approach where the athlete has got their own desires and I have to hear those desires and listen to them and try and implement them and still get them to improve because the bottom line is they're reaching out to me because they want improvement and if someone's reaching out and they want improvement and they don't want to change anything about their program, then I've got a real battle on my hands.
0: So the word I guess is compromise and there's certain things, there's a certain point where as a coach you're just not willing to compromise and you've had plenty of those conversations before where you just say, I can't be the coach for you because I'm not willing to go that far. But this was a great example of where you're both willing to come to the table and say, Well, I'm willing to compromise here, like you just said. You know, we make a deal about you know the sessions I need you to commit to, and then I'll let you do a bit of bit more of the injury and stuff that you love. So let's go through specifically the first point. Where exactly was she? As we said, she was Super fit background, endurance monster. She's done Ironman before. Her goal was to uh, do another Ironman and she's done plenty of ultras. Um, a 310 to 315 about that, about that range of marathon runner, which is unbelievable running as a marathon runner. Um, but she, as you said, she was just probably doing way too much volume uh, in terms of endurance for the goals she had. Uh, and we're talking you know, on the weekend, between, potentially 6 to 8 plus hours of endurance riding. Um, plus potentially two to three hours of endurance running. So, uh, really good endurance fitness, but um, that kind of had kept her being the same athlete for, you know, the last 10, 15, 20 years. And uh, just like a lot of endurance monsters, uh, they stay at the same level a long time and she wanted to see if we could help her improve.
1: Yeah, and make no mistake about it, she was a, a really uh, uh, fit and talented athlete and when she came to us that that was that was really clear to me um she had she had all the numbers on the board um she'd been very successful in ultra distance running um, winning races and she had done you know in her in her past life as she said uh, she'd done a lot of Ironman man and 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 was very competitive but she had maintained a fitness level that was really good but she wanted improvement and that's where she reached out to us and and for me to uh, agree to do that uh, that uh, you know that request would would mean change and and that's a hard thing to do when someone has been doing something for twenty years. Um, Yes, they want to improve, but they don't want to change anything because they're so used to the routine. And, and, and that's a challenge for both the athlete and for the coach. And, and I found that, uh, really challenging right from the outset, outset. And, and I made no bones about it. I said, look, you know, I want this certain, certain high intensity sessions that I think you need to implement into your program will give you instant, instant change. But, but this will cause way more fatigue to you. And you may have to compromise and the amount of time you're spending with, endurance and and she agreed and and one of the stipulations was if you can't match the ranges in the power zones that we're asking you to in the high intensity sessions then you have to reduce the amount of time you spend extra on top of the training session i'm giving you and so we, we came to that compromise and and to her credit she absolutely put her head down and nailed almost all the zones i asked her and she started from uh and not so high a base as a, as a rider, she was more a runner. Um, so, so, you know, her, her riding definitely, uh, got the spark it needed and, and so did her swimming and running for that case. She hadn't swum for the years, but, um, but, you know, once we started, uh, really implementing her intensity on the bike, that was giving her a lot of cardiovascular, uh, improvement, which was going across to her swimming and her riding. Um, and, you know, and and really that worked a treat because we were getting getting her to work and and really get to a high level uh, of intense training um, on the bike, which was minimising the risk of injury, which she had had experience of over the years. So so that was exciting, and she agreed to that, and and instantly over you know the first four weeks we went from um, you know. I think we improved 15 watts straight away in four weeks and that that progressed every month um, to between, you know, 8 and 15 watts every month improvement over four or five months and to a point where, you know, if you look back from week one to – where she is now it's 50 50 plus watts so so it's 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 an absolute no brainer now she she actually got trust in the process once she started to see improvement and that was that was really good from a coach and athlete perspective and working together and and I'm having to convince her and the staff that this will work and she's not really believing that because she's done it a certain way her whole life and and she to her credit she absolutely gave it everything and and then after the first testing week it was like far out you're right Right, it does work, and I, I knew it would, but I just had to see it for myself. And and instantly, we 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 gain more confidence in each other, and it was a, it's been a really great journey, and. And she's someone I really enjoy coaching because she is super motivated to improve and, and she does everything plus extras. And sometimes the motivated athlete is really hard to coach because they're going way too beyond where you want as compared to the unmotivated athlete who you're trying to get to train. I'm trying to get feet to, to reduce her volume because it's not necessarily throwing a lot of volume at something that's going to give you the benefit. Um, sometimes, you know, less is better. Um, and, and I think that's – that's the next point.
0: Yeah. Well, I really love that example. It's such a key change that was made. But you just said, well, my, um, my rule almost or the agreement we have to come to is that you have to hit my midweek sessions properly and in the ranges. And if you're not hitting them, like you said, it means you're too fatigued. It means you're doing too much volume somewhere else. And so we need to reduce that volume so that you can hit them. I think that can't be understated. Um and that's just that was a product of, you know, a real lack of intensity in a in a weekly training. It was just a lot of zone two work. You know, if we talk about the eighty twenty rule, it was probably ninety nine percent zone two and one percent high intensity. And so the variation in training was was kind of non-existent so I want to just clearly lay out where she is now and then we'll go through exactly you know some more steps about how she got there and, and what you guys did as uh, as a coach athlete team because yeah it was a 54 watt FTP improvement um, which is pretty crazy considering there was a bit of doubt at the start as to whether you could improve at all having you know such good fitness experience um, but we want to know what does that mean because that's an FTP test result you know but what does that actually mean for real world cycling so take us through kind of how that's improved our cycling out on the road and that experience in the real world.
1: Yeah, and you're right. Um, improving your watts in a specific test is only one measurement. Um, and as we've spoken on our podcast many times, um, you get a really good indication when you're with your local bunch um, or you've got some Strava um, segments that you regularly do or you've got a loop that you're – and all of a sudden, now you're hitting better better times on that Strava segment. Uh, the loop that you do used to take you an hour and a half, now it takes you one hour, 25, um, you know, the bunch you ride with they they comment on far out you're stronger now than you have been you know in the last 10 years of riding. what are you doing i want to i want to actually find out what you're doing um
0: so it's one of those golden thing. questions isn't it
1: yeah, they're the things that uh, that were happening, um, and and that's exciting for the athlete because they get feedback that's not just numbers-driven. It's actually real-life experiences, and and if you're experiencing that, you know that you know it's another motivator to go. Oh, I, I like it when people say I'm going well, um, and I want more of that. It's it's a little bit of a, a chemical release in your brain. It's you know someone's giving me kudos, um, uh, and it's and it's real. It's not made up. It's people are actually saying far out, you're riding so much stronger and and better, and you're coping with the pace better, and you look like you're pedaling better because one of the things that we really had to work on was a low cadence, and and a lot of athletes who've been riding the same way for a long time, their go-to cadence is under eighty RPM. No matter if they're on the flat, downhill, or uphill, they're going to ride really low cadence, and that's a protective mechanism because we're trying to keep our cardio. As low as possible, and the minute you start bumping up your cardio, uh, your cadence, your cardio goes through the roof. Your heart rate increases from your go-to, yeah, from your yep. go-to. So we, we, yep. we really have been working on that, and and she's uh, she's really trying her best to, to get that, you know. And and I'm saying, well, you we might have to drop down to the lower uh, ranges of the power that we're asking you to get your cadence uh, to the right zone. So we want cadence and power in the right zone so that you get the stimulus, the cardiac, uh, fa- the cardiovascular stimulus you get from riding a higher cadence in the same session is bizarre. So if I gave you 95 RPM for five-minute efforts at 200 watts compared to 75 RPM for five-minute effort at 200 watts, you would have probably a five to six uh, beats per minute lower level for the strength effort as compared to a high, high cadence. And, and that's evident every time I, I ask her to, to bump her, her power and her cadence um, to the level where I want it to be, and all of a sudden her heart rate's going through the roof. So that, that protective mechanism of dropping the cadence, we want to get rid of that, and that's, that's one of the things she's really done well. And, and it looks like she rides better out on the road because the comments are that, you know, you're not grinding anymore. Um, you look like you're sitting in a better position and you look like you're pedaling yeah. um, controlled and smoothly and not under pressure.
0: Yep. And we won't go into the cadence rabbit hole because it's a whole Pandora's box and there is, you know, plenty of evidence to suggest that your go to cadence is probably the one you're most efficient at and most economical at. But, you know, as coaches, we definitely don't want you know, we we want people to have the option of how they can ride and um you know and have the ability to ride at 80, 85, 90, 95 plus cadence and not be stuck below 70 because that's all I could do. But anyway, that's a whole other issue. Um, I think before we go into the, the last parts of, kind of like some key changes we made, um, which just has to be mentioned that her swim, in, in all this training, her swim has come down from 220 pace to 202 pace, so almost 20 seconds per 100, which is monstrous. And that's just down to a lot of commitment to the swim training. And her run has come down by one to two minutes over um, a 10K and a half marathon. PB as well, but she has had some some running issues. So, um, But I just don't think they could be shirked at. You know, this is a massive cycling improvement that we're focusing on, but the swim and run has come down, which is awesome. So, you mentioned that one of the key changes was the midweek sessions and you really just hit it with some intensity, right?
1: Yeah. So, we know from all of the uh, training that we've given to our athletes over, you know, years and years of doing this, that the minute you start to give VO2 and threshold work, um, above zone two um, and just riding in that seventy five to ninety percent zone where it 's hard all the time um, keep the, keep the numbers below zone two and then and then hit the athlete with some vo2 stuff above one hundred and ten percent of their threshold and some threshold work and you will get instantaneous improvement and and that was that was what happened we, we, we gave her that for the first twelve weeks it was super high intensity vo2 work. Where she's really being stressed, and, and, um, you know, it was hard for her. And in in the beginning, she had to reduce her volume because she was pretty tired from those two Mm -hmm. midweek sessions that were, that were really taxing her. And, you know, uh, an example of how well she's coping now with the load is she's able to add more volume to those to those high intensity days, um, and and yeah, you know we've yeah. had to come to an Pretty agreement, started. do more volume, yeah. but it has to be in zone one yeah. or two, and not add any more yeah. high intensity work to that high intensity session yeah. already.
0: Yeah. And I I love the anecdote uh, that um, she told you about her conversation with her physio, where her physio kind of said to her, I don't know who the new coach is, but you must have some sort of influence because I've been trying to get you to stop doing so much volume for a long time and (laughs) have failed. Um, And now, you know, with this new system, you have finally agreed to back off. But I think that is a testament to... Um, her willingness to trust the process which is a really big thing for athletes they really have to dig deep and and mentally kind of let go a bit of of a bit of that control which can be scary Um, and it's also about teamwork you know the athlete listening to the coach but the coach listening to the athlete as well and i think that's the final point i want to make and can you summarize that for for me about how how important that is
1: yeah and and that trust thing uh, between between the, the, the partnership that you have and it is a partnership not a dictatorship and and you know the athlete has to give communication back about how they're coping and how they're feeling and what their what their desires are what their outcomes are and if the coach is not listening then uh, the, the athletes going to be unhappy and the coach is going to be wondering why they're not improving so to, to get that uh, trust um, in the process trust in in what the coach is doing uh change not for the sake of change but change for for the right things to happen uh really resonated with her and and the story with her physio just just you know just wondering how it's possible to to change you after 20 years of me trying to change you to stop doing so much and all of a sudden johnny come lately coach comes on the scene and he can get you to to stop doing so much monster endurance days and and you start improving um, and and that's really uh, you know fee the athlete has actually has been you know really it's been tough on her to to accept that she has to do things differently and and as humans we don't like change we like the the continuity of the the known and and the the unknown is what we're fearful of and and once the athlete sees that there's progress then the trust be, you know it's instantaneous and and then and that's a really better relationship uh, but but you have to give it a chance you you can't just go well, I've I've had a go for this for 2 or 3 weeks it doesn't seem to be working that's not how it works you need to give something. You know, I'm the same. If I've if I've bought a brand new bed and and fast the first four or five nights it still doesn't feel like it's it's perfect for me. I've got to trust that you know the, the bed I selected is is going to be suitable to me down the track. And and eventually it will be. Um, is as long as you give it a chance. And and this is what I'm always on about with most people is um, you can't tell whether something's working if you don't trust it and embrace it a hundred percent. And if you do it 50% and then say it's not working, we didn't actually give it a go. So so these are the things that she's done very very well. Um, She has, to her credit, it would have been hard for her because she's done this Mm -hmm. for so long. Yeah, yeah, and and also
0: that's why testing is so important and why why we're so adamant about it because we're not just saying blindly trust us and see what happens. You know, we're saying we're saying trust us and then we'll test it and we'll show you the improvement. And when you see a fifteen watt improvement in the first FTP test, then you start to get some belief. And then when you keep seeing improvement, then the proof's in the pudding. So that's a great way to finish a big congratulations to fee um on some great training some great consistency and dedication to the program to get a monstrous improvement in this and we can't wait to see how she keeps going but it has to be said that yeah as always she's the one doing the work um so it's another great athlete improvement and we're, we're um, stoked and excited to to keep bringing you these case studies because we think they're really important to keep teaching you lessons about how you can apply these to your own training and, and see yourself improve so that's it for this episode and we'll see you in the next one